I would just as soon go to uh, like a Fleetwood Mac tribute band kind of thing for that. Yeah. Would you ever go to a tribute band concert? Uh, no, I have no interest in seeing Greta Van Fleet. Oh, 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 oh. roasted! <laughs> Got him. Brunch! Hit it, boys! I was just the victim of something. I don't... I don't know what it is. It might have been toxic masculinity. It might have just been good uh, salesmanship. I was at Dunkin' Donuts. or Oh, Dunkin'. Mm, that's true. They've rebranded. That's yeah. They were the victim of uh, rebranding. Yes, it's now uh, Bunkin with a B. For the B is for burgers. It, it was closely followed by Boonkang. Remember Boonkang? Yes, <laughs> that's like original brunch content. That was a well, it was stolen brunch content from Boonkang. Yes, but yeah, that was the best. I wonder what that kid's up to. He's got to be like twenty four now, like a little too old to just be running up to people <laughs> doing dumb shit and then yeah, running man, away. There was, there was like a real limited window on on like Boonkang being acceptable. Yeah, and he took full advantage. This is my second coffee of the day. So I went to get it, and I say, I say, can I have two? I'll let you guys in a little secret. What I order when I when I bring coffee for the boys? I said, can I have two uh, lattes? One medium with whole milk. That's repeat. And because this is my second coffee, one small with skim milk. That's for me. And the, the I'm ordering with a woman, and a guy in the background working there says, "Which one's for you?" And I said, "Interesting." Yeah, I said, and I just like repeated my order. That's I always <laughs> do stuff like that when I'm just like scared. And I, I'm like, I, it's I, like I, when you get, wouldn't tell a guy your real name. Yeah, why? It's like, why do you want to know? Why do you want to know my order? For for your information, I'll have you know, the one for whom the bigger person is, uh, I, the bigger cup is, is smaller than me. Got a problem with that? We're a progressive. I'm running with a progressive gang. Uh, you should have. You should have really like thrown a wrench at him and been like, "They're both for me. What about it?" Yeah, I. Uh, if I had said two donuts, the guy wouldn't have said which ones the. <laughs> yeah. Which ones the other double chocolate? That's a real one. mind your own fucking business, pal. I uh, yeah. Sort of. But he was saying intrusion. it and like uh, I might be able to help you. Like th- there might be something in it for you. Uh, I don't know if he was gonna say if like the small one, the uh, the small ones for you. You look a little tired. Let's bump you up. I uh, I look what I have for you. Let's I get you a double b- shot. Bump pal. you up. Yeah. Uh, he said which ones for you. I said the small one, and he said, uh, "We you you should you should toss a turbo shot in that one. It'll make it just like the medium one, caffeine wise, which." As I look back on this now, not even close. Double the amount of espresso for a like drink half, that is like yeah. a centimeter smaller. 
completely not yeah. true. Uh, so I said, "Wait, are these are these separate sizes? Or are you going to get to that?" Okay, let's. Move yeah, on. now we've yeah. Okay. The end of I've the story spoiled. is these I've are spoiled. two medium cups. So I said, uh, uh, and I just kind of awkwardly laughed and said. Why don't you just give me two medium ones? And the guy was like, yeah, that's it, man. And gave me like a real attaboy whoop whoop. And I thought maybe I was interested to see what the receipt would say. If it was like, a, hey, we're going to bump this guy up to medium for the price of small. Look at the receipt. Just two mediums. So I can't tell what that guy was up to if he was trying to. And there's a legitimate difference in price between a small and a medium. It's not like sometimes you'll order something. Like upgrade for 10 cents more. And they'll say, uh, like, you'll say, hey, can I have a small whatever? And they'll be like, yo, a Super XL is uh, 15 cents cheaper. And you're (laughs) like, okay, give me that. But this was just a legitimate thing. I don't know if the guy was, I don't know what the guy was trying to do. But just he ended to, up winning. He's trying to swindle you, man. He just wanted your money. But but how did he? How was he able to do that? Did he? He threw me off my game with some weird espresso ratio math that I don't think either of us knew. But at least I knew that he was wrong. He knew that he was wrong. But he was just so fucking charming. Yeah. So I think what happened here is that like he just threw a lot of unexpected. Um, variables your way and sort of just overwhelmed you until you gave in and that's that's exactly right yeah yeah it's it's a savvy move by this guy he's definitely a salesman he saw me looking at the receipt after as i was waiting for them and i think he saw my face as i was like oh i'm just more curious as to like what his motivations were for this, whether it's like how much, how much of that fifty cents is he seen? Exactly, like like is he is, is Dunkin' Donuts in a real pinch where, or sorry, Dunkin is Dunkin' in a real pinch where like they got the quarterly numbers and man, every dime is gonna count. Right, so really put on your uh, put on your A game and swindle these people into upgrading their sizes, or is he just like also they're not working on commission, and if they were, <laughs> he would have nothing to do with it. This nice woman was taking my order and. She had it fine. Maybe he. So maybe, maybe this he was guy doing just gets like, like a uh, sick pleasure of of uh, like of making people give up their money. Or he's one of those people that sees a puck going into an empty net slowly and uh, gives a little like extra oomph and is like, yeah, yeah, I scored My a goal. goal. <laughs> Me, yeah, 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 yeah. Sick shot, bro. Yeah, he's probably going for like employee of the month or something, man. I don't know how. I, I mean, it's not far away. I could go back and ask that woman how she felt about that. <laughs> should we go? That has we to be on some podcast. sort of level of mansplaining. We where, should have her on the podcast. Be like, just explain what what's going on here. And she would give say, us a lowdown. Well, this young man came in, and then the guy would be like, "Oh," and he would start answering the question. <laughs> well, when when he I'm gave, sorry this happened to you. When he gave them to me, he said. Uh, Hey, bro, they're ready, man. And he threw in like 15 uh, friendly things to be like, hey, I think you're cool. I think you did the cool thing. Aren't, don't, don't you feel cool now? And I was like, you've got some experience in either drug selling or <laughs> car selling or something. You're making me feel at home, but you just fucked up my bank account by 50 cents. And that's going to hurt. It is interesting that you bring up uh, like the pricing on drink sizes because I feel like there's there's like no bar in that uh, in that game. Yeah, like, I have no. If literally go say, anywhere. Hey, guess how much a medium uh, espresso uh, drink at Dunkin' Donuts costs? I would tell you, having bought like 
40 of them since they started making them because they are good. This episode is brought to you by Joybird. Um, <laughs> since they started making them, I've been getting them constantly. It's just easier than going to, to Starbucks. Uh, I have no idea how much they cost. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to look. Well, to now I know because it. I looked at the receipt today. It was like $3.40. That's pretty expensive for dunks. Right. When uh, they first came out, they were. I'm, now I'm revealing myself to be a liar. When they first came out, they were all two dollars. Okay. Yes. Uh, no. I, I just feel like drinks can cost anywhere from like one fifty to six dollars, and there's really no rhyme or reason when it comes to like the pricing of drinks. Yeah. The I'm also becoming an old guy in that. What is a cup of coffee? Not not a not a fancy latte or anything like that, but. Like, how could a cup of coffee cost anything more than 30 cents? When I was a kid, it cost, like, when I was a kid, it probably cost, like, 150 yeah, or something. Yeah. But You know who you sound like? Who? Michael Rappaport. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Oh, this co- coffee, this cup of coffee. You you go ahead into your fancy coffee shops and you pay well, $3. Did I ever do my impression of uh, Michael Rappaport in the waiting room at a doctor's office? <laughs> no. Uh, maybe it's been too long. It, it probably wasn't good in the first place, but people sitting in a waiting room, dead silence, some light music playing. Hey, let me ask you, how much you pay for that cup of coffee? <laughs> And nice. he's just, but this is him. He's kind of looking at a guy. Yeah. So, so like he was, like, he's definitely been staring at. He's right. been staring at the coffee for like a good five minutes. All he is thinking about <laughs> is, what did that weak ass dude? What did that just shallow pushover of a man pay for that cup of coffee? It's anytime you start off something with like. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been something that has been literally weighing on your mind until you cannot take it anymore. That is very good. Let me ask you. Does mean you've been yeah. you've been th- either you've been thinking about it or you are totally aware. No, this this is the big thing with let me ask you. You are completely aware that it's going to get confrontational <laughs> or that it it probably should be confrontational. No, you're, you're completely aware that you should not be asking this question. Yeah. It's, hey, let me ask. You let this. me ask you is give me permission to ask you about this. But I'm going normally to, I'm when going people to ask questions. To, but I'm going to proceed with the question way before you actually give me permission. Right, yeah. Let me let me ask you this. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big. Um, I'm a big. Uh, I'll tell you this guy. I'll I'll which is a completely unnecessary thing. If you say, "Hey, I'll tell you what," blank. Just say that thing. Yeah. You were, that, that is completely unnecessary. So that was my Dunkin' Donuts experience. Um, speaking of money being spent, uh, the there are a couple of festival lineups out this week, and they're whoppers. One is Woodstock 50. I did not know that Woodstock 50 was happening. Me neither. And people, it's... It's loaded, I guess. It has a lot of it has the I wouldn't killer. Say right. I wouldn't say it's yeah, loaded, yeah, but it is uh it's surprisingly impressive. It's got a lot of people. Like Robert Plant's there. He's the uh the guy from Greta Van Fleet. Uh the Killers, <laughs> uh Dead and Company, Chance the Rapper, Sergio Simpson, Jay Z, 
So it's it's, it's not impressive. that big. Janelle I mean, Monae, Brandy Carlisle. It's not it's not that big. It's impressive. It's I'll say it's impressive for a music festival that I did not know was happening until like this week. Right. Uh, you sent to me and you were like, "Hey, not bad, huh?" And I said, "Let's let's save the the Hufford Joybird stuff." But <laughs> just I, I was immediately uninterested in Woodstock '50. As all of these festivals are happening, I'm kind of getting. Uh, I'm I'm wary of when new festivals happen because we've seen Firefest. how many of them have are starting to close down now just because it is for sure reached a saturation point or whatever that that term is oversaturation blah 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 uh, there's too many festivals and the there it's not special anymore to go to a festival there's one in every city they're all at least pretty good, even though this is a down year for festivals. Definitely I would say a down year for two festivals. years in a row a down year for festivals. Uh, a year in which I'm okay not going to a festival. For Did we sure. go? Oh, we went to Austin City Limits last yeah. year, and that was awesome. But we only went to that because for Austin. There basically. was well, also when the lineup came out, we were like, "Wow, this is a very good lineup. We could go to this one." Having seen all of the summer festivals come out, and they were trash. Yeah. Uh, and and like for me, Austin's a big part of it. Like I don't want to go to Woodstock because I don't want to fucking go to upstate New York. Is it upstate New York? I'm assuming. I think yeah. It's somewhere in the New York that you don't want to yeah. be. Uh, so for me, like you said, there are music festivals like everywhere. So I don't need to go to a place that I have no interest in going to. Um, cause, because half of it's like the travel for me. Right, and you're with. Woodstock, you're camping and no, you're there the whole time. It's I'm not interested in any of the. I'm not interested in like Firefly. I think it's Firefly. Uh, I think Bonnaroo does camping. Yeah, ones yeah. like uh, ones like that on the the southern part of the East Coast. I'm just not interested in doing those. I'm sure it's a fun experience, but for me, I just I feel like I would have a lot of anxiety. Totally camping and around people who are all on crazy amounts of drugs i don't even know if they would be though i don't think that woodstock works right now i don't think that interests anybody the uh, the idea of woodstock back in the day was there were no phones you didn't have to worry about anything it was just you're right there and this is where you are for three days this is what you have do what you can with it now 1969 it worked 1994 Kind of worked. 1999, it should be <laughs> it over. not work. It should be. I think that Woodstock honestly has a bad connotation Yeah, now, because dude, of 99. Because of like, 99. Well, for young people, I think a lot of them remember Woodstock or people my age. Like, my first exposure to Woodstock yeah. was Woodstock 99. Like, as a young eight-year-old, hearing Woodstock, I was associating it with, like, People Chaos. dying yeah. and shit being lit on fire. I just thought a lot of fire and a yeah, lot of man. people saying that there was shit everywhere. Yeah. So fire and shit. That's yes. that's all it was. But yeah, w- Woodstock was ruined. They they ruined Woodstock. Uh, and there were a million reasons for that. People, the prices were way too high. People weren't prepared for it. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Why I just think though that as you make a new festival because that's what this is this is a new thing because Woodstock hasn't existed in a million right. years so for all intents and purposes you're just adding a new festival to the bajillion that exist and you're doing it in the style of something that was proven to not work twenty years ago <laughs> let's try it now but part of me feels like um, people are more willing to take a chance on these new festivals as like morbid as it is 
since Firefest because Firefest has become such a big deal yeah. that it's like this pop culture basically like People phenomenon. Wanna, yeah. They want to be part of something even if it's terrible. That you may have just uh perfectly summarized the times in which we live. They want to be a part of it even if it's terrible. Yeah. One of the big things from the uh Firefest documentaries was that marketing wise it was just all built on you don't go to this you don't go to music festivals to see music that you like to dance to have a good time you don't go to anything for that anymore you go to it to take pictures right to and, take pictures and to be like with influential people and i'm guilty of that like we when we first went to Lollapalooza, remember we were so excited about the pictures that we were going to take there and that's what you're not a bad person for wanting no. to take pictures but our brains are kind of wired now or have been reprogrammed to when you go to something, it's about how is this going to look on social media? How yeah. are you going to... Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm definitely guilty of like going somewhere, having a good time, and then leaving and being like, fuck, I didn't get a picture. And being like, that sort of put a damper on my time. Like, yeah. I really wish that I got a picture so I could put it on, on the gram. Like, that's, that's fucked up, yeah. but I have felt that way. I think that this a good solution would be to have to do one of those things where uh, they used to do at baseball games. I'm sure they still do, where a guy goes around just taking pictures, and after he takes a picture of you, he gives you a card, card, and then you go online and see that. Um, the thing I went to New Year's Eve was one of those. Uh, didn't take a lot of pictures ourselves, but someone was doing that, and then you went on a few days later, and there were cool pictures of you. I think that's a good solution for... Uh, Things like festivals, where although I don't know, people are big into getting like the perfect shot and everything. But I don't know. I think that if you cut into this, is going to be a very annoying person who lives in 2019 and participates in 2019, acting like they're above 2019. Take, but it, it would just be better if everyone wasn't as caught up in taking pictures and uh, making the point of doing things to get a picture. Well, that's like especially prevalent at, at concerts where like people you see people on their like taking videos on their phones all yeah. the time. And I mean, oh, we've talked about this, but like, bro, you're not gonna fucking watch that video again. Oh yeah, it's just like enjoy. Yeah, it, it's not the same watching it through your phone as it is being there and watching the person on stage. Like, I'm down to take a 15 to 20 second video of like a part that I love exactly, and then put my phone away and enjoy the rest of the the yeah. time. But like. I see people filming like full songs and full sets sometimes. Right. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, you and I have very, very similar phone etiquette at concerts uh, where we'll get, if, we, if it's going to be a video, it's going to be a part that we like or something. Yeah. And if we're taking pictures, we just make sure that you come away with one, one that you yes. can post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Unless it's Father John, right? And then he has a great light show. And you're, you're just like, you know what? This might even be better than the <laughs> yeah. last one. And then That's you come away with what happened when we went to when we went to Misty. I mean, I was like super high mm. and just like completely on another planet. Yeah. But like every time the lights changed, I was like, ooh, yeah. gotta get this one. Yeah, <laughs> they're um, frustrating. I forget which Misty show it was. Uh, it was. It might have been it. Austin City Limits, but uh, during the song, things that would have been helpful to know before the revolution, there is a very misty-esque, like, 
the song kind of abruptly goes into just a bunch of noise and then it comes back to being a song. Uh, when it came back to being a song, all of the lights changed from like uh, black and white to just like this like pouring of red. And both of us were like, ooh, that was... <laughs> yep. Oh, he he did it. Which good good for him. I know that uh, artists that that can be pricey getting good light shows and stuff like that because a lot of times you have to. Uh, well, you know what happened? What he sold the rest of his band. That's to, true to, to afford the light show. Yeah. he showed up at the at the show with like two, one third of his band. Yeah, and had great lights. A lot. I mean, the, I. I've talked to one of my friends about this. I don't totally know if I understood what he was saying, but I think he was saying uh, when you get your sort of like uh, light show for a concert, they can make it so uh, the the lights uh, and the changes and everything that you want happens to the sound. So like the, the big like hits, whether it's like the snare or whatever, and you can just play your song, any tempo, whatever, and the light, so the lights will go according to that, and that's really expensive. But that seems really freaking. Yeah, cool. I've always wondered that, like how how the light show like the other one is on a nun- on a night to night basis. Because I've always wondered, like, is it pre programmed? Right, it 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 is. It's but a lot of so them are. you can do it like that, which is more expensive, or for thousands of dollars less, you can just have the light show made to uh to your song, and then. You just play on a click, so the drummer, uh, the drummer will have a click, and it's got to be. It's like at the same time we start the song and we start the lights, and it all happens yeah. at the so same time. So you can't really like go off script, or else the lights won't follow. Right. That's what I've sort of wondered. That um, I guarantee you, Misty does that first one where like when he moves his hip a certain way, the lights follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's good to know. For when we aware. do our light show, yes, uh, when we do our live shows. If we, we've been uh, we've been ramping up the talks about a live show, by which I mean uh, this week I texted you seriously. Let's do a live show. Uh, I don't think I responded. We, uh, yeah, I think it might have been. It was probably like four thirty in the morning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have a, we'll have some really really distractingly good lights when we do that. Hell yeah! I think that, I actually think that as long as we got, we we could just have Ryan in on it. Where we would rehearse a lot before and just be like, hey, if at any point I do this, this light's got to follow. If at any point I could do this. Ryan probably knows how to do it, man. Ryan knows how to do everything somehow. Ryan, you know what Ryan could also do? Sweeten it. What, what do you mean? Add a little uh, canned laughter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have we ever done the... We never did that. That was another idea that man. We've got so many ideas that we never executed. But the brun- we were going to do an episode that started with brunches recorded in front of a live studio audience, and there was going to be clearly canned laughter at every joke. I think we do it for this episode. That'd be great. Hmm. Have you ever seen uh, Father John Misty's performance of "Born in the USA" on David Letterman? No. Uh, well, the second half of that song, he's saying some uh, like really kind of. Uh, disappointing stuff that have that uh that a lot of americans can relate to like i i was overcharged for college i uh was given a bad loan on my house blah blah and uh as he gives maybe we can drop it in here but after each part there's a laugh track 
of which is probably his weird thing of saying like no one's listening to what I'm so you just all want to be entertained blah 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 but as he was doing it on David Letterman you can totally tell the audience is like wait who's that's not us why, why? yeah <laughs> right this guy's this guy's freaking sweetening his song classic oh they gave me a useless education and a subprime loan on a craftsman home. Keep my prescriptions filled, and now I can't get off, but I can find a deal. Um, yeah, so Woodstock 50, not at all interested in going, not at all interested in doing something like that. I'm glad, though, because I I am very down to skip music festivals this year because oh, yeah. I am broke as a joke. Yeah, I, so. I can't... I've been, I've been hit with so many charges out of left field for things that, yeah, music festival is absolutely not happening. Yeah. Yeah, brunch has taken a, a strong dip into the red. I had to look so. up what the red meant. I was uh, I was looking at the the brunch finances, and I saw that we took a dip into that color. And I had to ask my friend the other day. I said, "What's the uh, what are the colors for when you Green have money?" Is positive. And he was like, "You're in the the black." The, and oh, really? The black is positive. Uh, okay. I don't I, think I, green exists. I think that the green should be positive. And I think green means like you're about to get money, like you're ripe for okay. uh, you're ripe for the the fruit. You might be right. You're in the black is when you're uh, net positive. Right. Yeah. And then uh, a red is when you're negative. So I was asking. I was like, uh, Brunch uh, has dipped into the, and he was like, uh, the black. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, nice. And I was like, no. What? <laughs> no, no. What? Definitely not nice. Yeah. Red. So, Brunch uh, is in the red. So hit up our Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. And uh, we've got a Patreon review coming at the end of this episode. Very mm. excited about it. You but... will not believe which movie it is. <laughs> yes. But you don't get to listen to it unless you hit up our Patreon and contribute to us getting out of the red. Oh, this will also get us out of the red. Check out. You want to see a bad boy in action? You want to see a real? Okay. You want to see we go, an OBB? Baby. Here we go. Have you heard about the revolution in online furniture shopping and... Oh. Joybird. The company behind it all? Joybird. Believes that you should never settle when it comes to your home furnishings and that you should always have the freedom to be boldly original. From idea to reality, they empower you to create the space of furniture that brings you joy. With ah, with joy, hmm, joybird. I believe it's joybird. Joybird, huh? Joybird, joybird. You know it. Joybird, joybird, joybird. Wow. 
captivating <sighs> stuff. You, uh, you, you get a one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options. From mid-century modern to contemporary classics, customizable and an amazing array of fabric choices. From rich buttery leather hmm, and plush velvets to every color you can think of. Wide range of kid and pet-friendly upholstery options available. There's free personal design consultants. They're going to help you nail down your perfect design. Each Each Joybird piece is made by hand with care and precision using high-quality hardwood and responsibly sourced materials to fit your exact specifications. There's a limited lifetime warranty. Got to watch out for those. Included. There's a 365-day home trial. 365 home trial. Try it in up to 365 homes. And if you don't like it in any of them, you, I don't know. Uh, skip the furniture store and bring the showroom home. That seems like your home would be a mess. People around, the rest of the people, people in your home would be around like, your house. what did you do you went to our a, living room? You went over a couch and you brought home there a showroom. There are 600 <laughs> accent tables in our living room. What is it? A showroom in Who here? Are these strangers walking around checking out our furniture. Sit on it, sleep on it, and break it in. If you don't love your jaw, what I say about your mom? If. Sit on it, sleep on it, and break it in. <laughs> if you don't like it, return it for a full refund. There's hassle-free in-home delivery. They'll even remove all the packing materials. I would hope so. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. I'm calling you to action. See how. Ooh. Joybird? Hmm. Hmm, Joybird. I like the sound of that. Is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash brunch. Go to joybird.com slash brunch and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code brunch. I think I need a glass of water after that. Joybird, huh? Joy. That is some good stuff. Joybird gets me uh, hot and bothered. Some kind of way. Oh, boy. Another thing that gets me some kind of way is looking at the Lollapalooza lineup and saying, that stinks. We're kind of pot committed to talking about Lollapalooza because we went to it that one time. But, man, what a bum-ass lineup they have. We got we uh, have the distinct honor of going to the last good, good Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza lineup. Yeah, if, tw- if 21 Pilots is one of your top three people on your poster... You suck. Terrible. Dude, 21 Pilots stink. Yeah. People don't talk about that enough. Uh, remember the time where 21 Pilots were like amongst the top 50 artists in the world? Yeah, they, they had their thing where... Remember that time they won a Grammy? They Yeah, and they uh, came I, out with their... You know what's out? Yeah, their, their wangs. Yeah. Their hot wangs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it stinks. Although... Ariana Grande is there. I'd see Ariana Grande live. I think she's in town this month. Is she? Or did she already come? Who knows? I don't know. Uh, Fleetwood I never Mac, know when a woman comes. Fleetwood Mac is making the rounds. Uh, they were in New York recently. I don't know if, if they've been... In, oh, no. They're coming up in Boston. And I, I'm working that night. But I was considering going and picketing and protesting the <laughs> yeah. show. This, saying this is not Fleetwood Mac. No Lindsay, no Fleetwood Mac. And I know what you're thinking. 
Wasn't Fleetwood Mac a band for kind of a million years before Lindsey Buckingham was in it? Nope, not according to me. I know they had all sorts of stuff, and they were they were a cool blues band, and they had Peter Green, and they had all those good songs. Really, the only one of them that I know is Oh Well, and it's great, and uh, big old music guys are probably dying as they hear me talk about it. Nope, Fleetwood Mac started in 1975 with Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham, founding members. They were the best. That is what Fleetwood Mac is. So if Lindsey Buckingham is not there, I'm not there. Get out of here. That stinks. Yeah, I know nothing about Fleetwood Mac other than their songs and the fact that Lindsay and you Stevie know, are in... You know prime year Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I know. That's what they are. You could just make up like crazy stories that you just completely uh, made up, I guess. Yeah. And I would believe it because I don't know anything about Fleetwood Mac. But even before, Fleet, even before the mid-70s lineup and all of their troubles with uh, their relationships like and drugs and everything... Too much to get into there. There was <laughs> like a whole... Late. There was like a whole part before that where they had a really mentally, like a very mentally not well guitarist who I, I don't know if he's still alive i think that he may have become a recluse but he was this great guitarist and uh he left the band and then they brought in they they recruited lindsey buckingham to replace him and he said uh can my girlfriend come and kind of a get for them <laughs> yeah seriously uh she was like oh i've i've written a couple of songs can these go on the album and it was like landslide and just hits uh yeah i just feel like there's way too much going on in the in the history of fluid mac for me to like yeah get on board now it's like jo- cheating it's like- and drugs is <laughs> enough yeah so um Whatever. I, I enjoy Fleetwood Mac for what I believe that they are. Yeah, I mean, I Fleetwood Mac is probably in my top two, three favorite bands, and I will freely admit that I know... Like, like Haim covers the song Oh Well, which is from before Lindsay and Stevie are in the band. I'm pretty sure that's the only song <laughs> from before those two are in the band that I've heard. But yeah, you... I spent a million dollars. Speaking of dipping into the the red, uh, I dipped into the red for uh, for floor seats to Fleetwood Mac when they came a few years ago, and it was with everybody: Christine, John, Mick, Stevie, Lindsay. I'm not gonna spend. One of my friends was saying that uh, her friends were asking, like, "Hey, uh, should we go to Fleetwood Mac? Tickets are kind of pricey, one hundred eighty dollars." So you spent $180 to see like some fake-ass Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Mac. Yeah. Bootleg Fleetwood Mac. I'm not going to see Bootwood. Yeah. I would just as I would just as soon go to uh, like a Fleetwood Mac tribute band kind of thing for that. Yeah. Would you ever go to a tribute band concert? Uh, no, I have no interest in seeing Greta Van Fleet. Oh! 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 Boom oh. Roasted! <laughs> Got him. <laughs> uh, let's talk about hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about hair. Uh, there was. You told me there was a. Yeah, the NHLPA released their annual players poll this week, and it obviously has like all the good stuff, like who's the best forward, who's the best mm. defenseman, who's the best goalie. Um, but the players also voted on who has which player has the best hair in the league, and fucking somehow. 
Eric Carlson won with 18.4% of the vote. That That is such a, a look into the weird human psyche where people equate having anything that isn't short hair with like hair being your thing or and now now I'm I'm kind of projecting here or I'm I'm kind of lashing out on my own behalf but uh with either hair being your thing or you having great hair let me tell you there's a lot of bad long hair out there yeah, man. Including one Eric Carlson. Yeah. Eric Carlson's hair sucks. Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, and Henrik Lundqvist, who has fantastic hair, yeah, 6.6% of the vote. That one third nuts. of what Eric Carlson had, which is insane. But there are so many players in the NHL who have better hair than Eric Carlson. And somehow, oh, yeah. somehow he gets 18.4% of the and vote. And it doesn't, you don't have to have uh, even like a flow or no. a. Or like a, a size does not you. matter. Man. No, it does not. If you look great bald, then well, I guess that doesn't yeah, count as hair. hair. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I'm saying. If you look great with short hair, then you've got really good hair. There's a reason right. every white guy does the uh, kind of high and tight look because it looks good. I just got a haircut this week. That you have, and that that is good hair. Thanks, man. It's. You don't care any less about your hair than anybody else no. because it's because you have a shorter style haircut. I think that uh, let's give a little love for the, the 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 common haircut. Yeah, it's it's common because it looks good. I used to get in this argument all the time with one of my friends in college. Uh, he was big into indie music and everything, and uh, he didn't like Billy Joel. And I said, you know why Billy Joel's so popular? Because he's good. Like, he's not popular because people are stupid. Right. He's popular because people, he, because he's making, he made a good thing and everybody was like, That's yo, good. this is good. So, That's why, like, short hair is so popular because it's it good. It looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, when you grow your hair out, you're taking a risk. Eric Carlson took a risk and, and it didn't pay off. Yeah. Apparently, unless you believe 18.4% of NHL players. An- you know what? Another distinction uh, he doesn't deserve. Go on. Talking about old people uh, getting mad when he wins the Norris. True. That's true. It's uh, a hockey joke. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about a hairline playing into like good hair or bad hair because you can have like a, a crappy hairline yeah but still have good hair yeah but do you get points taken off for that no i have a friend who has very good hair and he is just distraught about his hairline really and i'm like dude the overall product is i, I legitimately would not change a thing about your hair just because he's getting the uh what do they even call them when when they it recedes in the corners yeah i don't know but i'm getting that uh yeah but that looks good though it, it, it looks it, okay it it's gives like, it elongates your face all right i mean I, i'll take it i wouldn't guess. it Gia, uh geometrically folks uh geometrists <laughs> aren't you why don't you shoot Dermatologists. us? Dermatologists. Ge- ge- geometrists, if that is such a thing. Is that a profession? What? A geometrist? <laughs> I, would ass- I would assume so. Geomet- geometrists, you probably make a lot of money. Uh, there, subscribe there to the Patreon. The world. Uh, g- get us out of the red and, um, and tell us. 
does having your hairline recede on the sides, like on the corners, elongate the face? I think it must. I hope so. I hope it's doing something for me. But you know who has a pretty bad hairline? Who? Uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it's, his widow's peak is so off-centered, it's very weird. Huh. Uh, hold on. Look at Look at uh, how it looks. I don't know if it's because like of his part, but look how look at that hair. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's the, so strange. No, that's his widow's peak. Yeah, but it's completely off centered. Uh, but I think that if you can make it he work has, for you, that's he has even more power to you. The placement of his widow's peak is the Gosling part, where it's just like it's that's where it, it parts. It's like a natural that, no, sort the, of like R- Ryan Gosling's part. part in La La Land is a lot. Uh, Further in, depending, I guess, depending on which way. Google Ryan Gosling La La Land. Um, no, man, uh, it looks pretty. No, see, that's not a good... Uh, this one? Yeah, where it's a lot f- a lot closer to the middle than, uh, than just like a little bit in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Fair so enough. So his, yeah, Lundquist has a widow's peak there. I have a little widow's peak and that's i i don't tiny. i don't love it yeah very very tiny you can yeah. barely notice it yeah uh i get but that a lot. sort of on like the same same page as long hair doesn't equal good hair long beards don't equal good beards either oh no and brent burns is included in the best hair category and like brent burns's hair isn't I mean, very it's, good it's hair though it's, it is he, hair yeah, he, he has hair so you so you, you're not mad about the hair thing you're mad about the best well, thing yeah, well, I mean, that's what the vote is. <laughs> it's not like which NHL player has hair. I think that... Uh, I don't know if you can put Burns in the best hair category. I think that somebody... Well, it depends on if you're saying technically or not. Again, you could uh, say that you love Adele's singing, but she's not a great singer. So would you be able to say that she's the best singer? Oh, so you so you're saying like in ter- you just like like the she is, product. She's a great singer. I, I'm now underselling her. Like but she's she's like not an elite singer. I think Brent Burns is on this list because people like his look, not because people particularly like his hair. Yeah, or it's because or it's his distinct. beard. Because his beard isn't very good either. Yeah, it has personality, but it's not a good beard. Yeah, I'm really only think I still only really think about. I, his beard when I think about his right look. like that is the the centerpiece of his quote-unquote hair it's his, his facial hair uh Tillman has a big beard and a great beard and right a great beard and gorgeous hair if if you give him Man, an award I, like that was, it's was, for the hair I was really hoping that you were just gonna end it there with just like a, a general All right, end statement. of the episode <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the end of the episode Josh Tillman has has gorgeous hair. He really does, man. Like not to bring everything back to to Father John Misty, but that's what he we He is a uh, uh his look is tremendous. Yeah, I I can't imagine like being because he's he's very slender too. He's got a great body. Yeah. I would love to know next time he does an AMA. He did one a few months ago. It was like his one time in five years that he uh, interacted with people, uh, someone asked him what he puts in his hair, and I missed the AMA. I'm pissed, uh, but he said what he does for it. And I, if I were there, I would have asked, uh, "What do you do for your body?" 
What's your workout? I do. I do. I am curious, like, what his maintenance routine is. Because if he just answered uh, drugs, yeah, then I'd be like, okay, that that's understandable. Yeah. Or like, does, does he look like a guy who goes for runs to you or hikes or... I don't know. Like, yeah. I just, I can't, I can't envision Father John Misty like working out. But he's athletic enough to drop it the way that he does, because he he drops it with the best of them. I feel like he he might play like some weird sport. Uh, he's like, supposedly he could be like a squash guy. He's supposedly a good basketball player. Really? Yeah. Okay. Win Butler said that uh, the he, Win Butler was on some podcast, and because Win Butler's a very good basketball player. And yeah, somebody, we know from every fucking time that he he plays in the goddamn right, NBA like celebrity half game. The guy, yeah, he's like twenty percent from Arcade like Fire. Like he is an and, NBA celebrity game all star who also plays music. Yeah, that w- we should chill with like the <laughs> when Butler scored fifty points against Alicia Keys and like yeah. Was like yeah, those people don't play basketball. Yeah, they don't play basketball, and he trains all year round for the NBA celebrity game, and he's huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think he was on Kevin O'Connor's podcast, and Kevin O'Connor asked him uh, if uh, if uh, when he if there's like other good musician basketball players, and I think that he said Josh Tillman's good. Which, if he is, that's annoying because that means he's good at everything. Josh Tillman, uh, sneaky great tambourine player. Mm. Yeah, have you know that? What uh, else you got? Um, well, I was going to. Uh, Oh, I started reading a book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What book? It's called, I think it's called The Science of Music or something, or the or How Music Works, something like that. Sounds like a nerd book. It is a nerd book, but uh, a fellow music nerd was like, hey, you'd really like this book, and handed it to me, and I threw it back at them and said, I know nerd, and then ran away. Kidding. Twist. I said, thank you. I'm going to read this book. And I begin, I've begun to read it. I'm uh, a couple pages into the part before the book starts. Do you the, read those? The, the prologue? Yeah. Um, yes, because I think it's basically chapter one without calling it chapter one. Yeah. But it's just like, it's, it's very annoying to call it the prologue mm. because I'm like, I could skip this. Just that's call it so chapter weird. one. But so that's I, so, if you're going to read a 300-page book <laughs> yeah, to and skip then the very not first do just parts. like 12 more that will probably that are there for some reason. But I feel like it's in, just enticing you to skip it by not calling it fucking chapter one. It's like that would be like going to a concert. Uh, the artist comes out on stage and is like, hey, I'm not going to start playing uh, my songs for like, 15 minutes but i'm gonna be here and i'll be doing stuff and uh, i'm not just like sound checking or anything i'm going to be talking to you guys or inter or playing something uh yeah because it's got to be like are you showing up to that concert 15 minutes late no No, you're going you're like i gotta see what that person's up (laughs) yeah it has to be like an uh an analogy that includes music in that 15 minutes because it is literally the same thing as what you bought the book for yeah it's just like information an early and, extension of that and and getting stuff from that person who wrote the book right but i again like just call it chapter one yeah. so i don't feel uh enticed to skip it uh you want to do a quick uh patreon review let's do a patreon for patreon review, subscribers man. only we're we not have... even going to tell you what movie it is because you got to stop listening now yeah. if you're not a patreon subscriber we got to have some sort of um, like drop 
What do you to, mean? To like audio introduction drop for Patreon reviews. We could uh, have, we could mix our Patreon reviews to be a certain frequency that only people with uh, <laughs> special earpieces can hear. Yes. That like, would be like dog whistles. That would be, yeah. That like would be Patreon whistles. Very, what could it cost? What, what could it cost to make that technology? $10. That'd be amazing. But then I wouldn't, if I were, I wouldn't be a Patreon subscriber. Because I'd be afraid that it would some sort of Belko experiment type of thing. True. Where, what are these earpieces really doing? Yes. Uh, so here if, is where you stop. Here's where you get off. Yeah. The train. Not yeah. You can sexually. come back later. Well, we'll, well we're going to hit on a couple quick things after. But, man, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, uh, you better stay clothed because we're about to get. You get it? Now we're on the other side of it because you stopped listening. Naked. naked. Juliet Naked. A great, cute, fun movie that I could watch a few more times. Absolutely. Uh, I forgot it existed until you said that you saw it and I was so excited. And then we did a whole episode uh, in which we didn't <laughs> review it. My first exposure to Juliet Naked was you thinking that uh, every role that Ethan Hawke was discussed about yeah. for uh, 2018, you just assuming that it was him yeah. and Juliet Naked. Right, people, yeah, people were like, uh, I thought that Ethan Hawke could have been in this category, and I responded, I was like, Juliet I could Naked? just go to the IMDb page, but I was like, Juliet Naked? And they were like, no, Avengers, or whatever else he was, <laughs> he was in. in uh, he was in the movie called First Reformed, which... That sounds like an Avengers movie. I, that's true, that's a fair point, um, but... You know, I wasn't crazy about First Reformed, and looking back on it, you're not wrong by thinking that, like, you hey, you deserved it for Juliet Naked more. Um, yeah, no, I I, I, uh, I thought it was funny that, that uh, you just assumed that uh, everything that he was discussed was for Juliet Naked, which, honestly, not a bad assumption to assume that, that uh, Ethan Hawke didn't make more than one movie in 2018. Right. Uh, Juliet Naked is... A movie about a woman whose hus- is a husband or like long-term boyfriend. They haven't gotten married yet, right? Yeah, long-term boyfriend. Long-term live-in boyfriend uh, is uh, obsessed with a recluse, reclusive uh, singer-songwriter from yesteryear. Basically, I think that he- it's supposed to be like uh, some sort of like neutral milk hotel kind of like jeff mangum kind of thing where there's this community of people who uh worship this guy except it's a much much less popular yeah he's like he put out like he won had one album that was like that topped at 36 right top 50 list it would be like uh i'm trying to think of the equivalent from uh our childhood some like if uh I don't know if if Marcy Playground or something. Then that that wouldn't even be that because Sex and Candy I think was like a probably like a top ten hit or something, song, yeah. right? I, I'm I I'm sure there are artists through which I could pour and be like, oh yeah, that art like the I don't know, like the 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 Verve Pipe or something or the Verve like one of those. Yeah. No, even though even those were bigger. So I'm doing a bad job of thinking of an example, but someone who was but it's, mildly popular right. for a quick second, but people 
some people thought that like, this one album like was that the one best album, album ever. Really struck a chord with like a section of people who are obsessed with it and continue to talk about it decades later. Right, and there so there's an online community of probably like a hundred to hundred fifty people who there's a they have a website and a message board and they're constantly analyzing this album and wondering what happened to this guy because he disappeared and they all have their theories and they all think these things. Uh, and one day, someone sends an album, a, a copy of that album to their house. With that's it's stripped like stripped down. of a lot of like that like Let It Be Naked exists basically where it's like without a, like the the production. Basically, like a demo. Basically, right? Kind of like it, like this is what the album would be if there weren't strings, if there weren't this, if there weren't that. It's like a much cleaner, simpler thing, and that's something people do sometimes. And uh, she, who has no interest in this artist, who and, by the way has a great like great artist name for this. What's role. his name? Oh, Tucker T- Crow. Tucker Crow. I knew that, that it was is Tucker something. Such a perfect name for a guy who just dropped off the face of the earth also perfect for an ethan hawk yeah, character yeah definitely. uh so she she resents this artist basically she's annoyed by him probably how a lot of people in my life uh feel towards Haim or father john misty or billy joel or anything like stop fucking talking about this guy although with billy joel i can be like shut up i bet you talk about billy joel sometimes too right. so she uh the, that guy's not home she opens up the package listens to it and uh, thinks it sucks, and she writes about it on the message board. And she, she goes on the message it. board and is like, "This thing sucks." Yo, <laughs> like, just heard this uh, this version of it, and it's terrible. And this guy and this person gets in touch with her. Do yeah, I, t- I remember yeah, the movie yeah, correctly? Yeah. So Tucker Crow, Tucker Crow, uh, r- apparently keeps up with these message boards and and reads it and saw her scathing review of the the strip down album which is called Juliet Naked because and the, the, the boyfriend by the way is deeply offended by this and he's saying like oh see you just you don't get it right you're right you don't get it and so uh she's like whatever we can ad- agree to disagree Tucker Crow emails the the girlfriend and is basically like man you nailed it what a perfect summation and has no idea a, who this person what is. a piece of shit th- this album that I made yeah. is and so uh, they stay in contact they basically like they're basically pen pals yes uh, discussing each other's lives and things like that they get to know each other her and her boyfriend eventually split he cheats on her hmm. uh, with a colleague Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend meets up with Tucker Crow, and just all a lot of shenanigans to the boyfriend. Yes, all a lot of shenanigans uh, ensue. The boyfriend is uh, the guy from a lot of things, but you probably best know him from Bridesmaids as the cop, the Irish guy. Yeah, the Irish guy. He is. Uh, they're all very good in it. Uh, I was wondering. If, the girlfriend is Rose Byrne. Oh, right. I'm sorry. The, and she's great in it. Rose Byrne is never bad. Those two are always working together, huh? Yeah, they're in a lot of stuff together. Bridesmaids, that movie? What else? Not sure what else, but... That is, hey, that's... <laughs> is is he in... Uh, does he make an appearance in Neighbors? The Neighbors universe? It like wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, this is a movie that uh, I think if there were like a BuzzFeed which cast member of uh of juliet naked or which character from juliet naked are you quiz existed i would for sure 
be the uh, the boyfriend. boyfriend. Yeah, I would assume so. I would yeah. probably be Tucker Crow. Just don't want to talk to people. Oh, well, you know, alone. No, you know what? I, I have a lot actually, of secrets. <laughs> I could be all of those people. Right? Like, I I could for sure be Tucker Crow too. Not in that I've ever made anything good, but that in uh, I I really am big on going away sometimes. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. Um, this is lesser of, of a review more than it is Brunch explains the movie. Both of us saying, "Hey, we saw that movie. <laughs> Here's the synopsis. It was really and good, though. It. And if you if you liked it, uh, I would also recommend uh, Hearts Beat Loud, which is also a is it? It's either Heart Beats Loud or I think it's Hearts, Hearts Beat, Beat Loud. Loud. Yeah, a uh, similarly cute uh, movie that's got some that's kind of based around music and as a Jeff Tweedy cameo uh but yeah i very much liked juliet naked and yeah, it was same. a it's an easy rewatchable movie absolutely it was, it's one of those movies that i can best describe as being a delight like it is yeah. a very fun very light experience like it's a great movie to watch with you and the girlfriend or the boyfriend or whatever friend like it is just a very enjoyable movie you know what we should do and when we make further references to this uh people will be like oh did i miss that episode blah, blah blah no you weren't a patreon subscriber your fault uh we should do uh brunch presents uh dvd two packs where you know how at best buy they'll sell yes. movies in two packs it's like that are not necessarily related but like right it's like if you enjoy yeah this, you probably you like enjoy. both of these yeah. yeah this is in a two pack with uh about time yes that's yeah. a very very good call we that that can be we'll put that on the old instagram uh brunch presents and we'll put that we'll make one of those little like banner things over it that's like buy both of them blah blah, blah. uh those two go very well together i feel like this movie kind of snuck under the radar it did i didn't hear about it till it was on demand and it has a pretty big name behind it judd apatow produced it Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Box office it so made be canceled four million dollars. Yeah, and what's the budget? I don't know what the budget is. Brunch like, has more than that. <laughs> yeah, man. We we're in the red, but we have more than four million. Yeah, Jesus. Everyone has more than four million dollars. Uh My yeah. God. Um Ethan Hawk was fucking great in this movie. Yes. He was really, really great. Yeah. Ethan Hawk uh He's but he's like Sneakily, one of my favorite actors in Hollywood. Ethan like he can do anything. Is in the Willem Dafoe school of uh, why do people? Why are we acting like this guy is not really good? You know, with who? With Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Although I mean, Willem Dafoe, I think, is I think actually I th- prolific. Where I didn't know <laughs> yeah. that he was. I feel like Ethan Hawke has more mainstream appeal yeah. than than Willem Dafoe, but he's one of those veteran guys that. It just seems like, maybe it's because he chooses his own projects and it's yeah. just like I'm gonna be selective. Yeah, but man, that I don't remember the last like real bad movie that that guy's made or the last time I've watched something and been like, eh. People knock him for like, the Purge and stuff like is he that. In the Purge, yeah, really? he was a main character in the Purge. Mm. Um, but he, Ethan Hawke, was part of one of uh, the most feels inducing scenes i've ever seen which is uh in boyhood when he's playing hate it here by wilco for his son and he's explaining uh the lyrics of the second verse he's like geeking out over the lyrics to the second verse i literally had done that to the person with whom i was seeing the movie I had done that before when that song was on in the car. I, so the, the scene in the movie is they're driving to uh, 
they're going camping or something, and they're listening to uh, "Hate It Here" by Wilco. And when it gets to the part where it goes, yeah. listen to this song, right? I try to stay busy. It's straight up the lyrics in a straight up old school country song. I do the dishes I'm Listen to the production. Just, the production's like a like Abbey Road. Or you know, the old woman's gone, straight up. Not the fancy. I try to keep the house nice and neat. Washing machine, keeping things clean doesn't change anything. You, you just, it just paints a perfect picture of a guy who's uh, s- someone left him, and he's trying to keep himself busy, and he's just giving himself little chores and everything. But he's he realizes that like that's not all his life is, and he knows that at some point he's going to be thinking about again how he sad he is. Face the truth, right? And. I the person with I had said that exact same thing to that same exact part of that song to the person I was seeing the movie with, and they were like, "What the?" F-? We were both like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Uh, that that gave me feels. It made me happy that there are other people that are uh, as obsessive about lyrics and stupid things like that as me. And uh, Ethan Hawke was so yeah. Ethan Hawke and I, uh, one of the Eskimo same. pals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the aspects of, of Juliet Naked that I, I mean, it, it wasn't a perfect movie, but I very much enjoyed it. But I feel like one of the aspects that I wish they went in on more was uh, at one point in the movie, the the ex boyfriend and he meets uh, Russ. Uh, Tucker oh yeah, Crow, yeah. And they have dinner together. Yeah, and like they basically get in like a blowout fight where yeah. um, he made the mistake. He touched Misty. Yes, yeah, that's right. It's right. He uh, he discovered that he was a real person, not an enigma. Yeah. Um, but they had like this fight because Tucker Crow is very self-deprecating, or just like he, yeah, he well, hates he's his, depressed. He, yeah. he hates Juliet. And oh yeah, right. Yeah, he resents. He basically he, resents his work. Right, right. He resents his work, and he's basically talking about how much of a piece of shit the album was, and how wrong the the boyfriend is for worshiping it. Yeah, and. So they get in a fight, and then the that was boyfriend... I, I have to do it. That was amazing Irish pronunciation of the word worship. I me yeah okay you you worship you say no you said you said it like with an Irish accent. Oh, it interesting. was amazing. I'm, I'm not I'm not like picking at you. I am pointing out that if we run the tape back, people will be like, "Wow, I'm excited that was to hear amazing. it." Now. It's for worshiping it. It's for worshiping it. It's for worshiping it. It would be uh, like if I could do uh, an actual. Australian accent for one word. It was <laughs> okay. the best. Go on. Um, yeah, so the the uh, the boyfriend argues. He's like, "Hey, you might fucking hate this thing, and you know you you can hate it. It's well within your right. But like this shit means something to me, and it means some a whole lot to a lot of other people as well. So like, don't tell me that I'm wrong in enjoying your your album. Right. I like." I thought that dynamic w- was really interesting, and I would have been uh, intrigued to see them go in on that a little bit more because they only touch on it and then they just like p- they move on. Right, and there's not much of a. It's not a long scene. No, there's not much of a buildup. And to that's it. and that's basically like the flipping of Tucker Crow's 
character, like he gets back into playing music after that scene. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's a, but the, the the point that character makes uh, that the Irish guy makes is very is good, very true. Like once you put out there, uh, uh, I'm gonna quote a guy named Father John Misty here. <laughs> where he says, uh, "Yeah, fuck, I forget what he says. It's something about." Uh, at some point, you can't control what people use your fake name for. Meaning, like, whatever art you put out there... Like, it doesn't belong to you That's not anymore. yours. Yeah. Once you put that out there, it's what it means to that person. A song that you write about a girl uh, becomes uh, a song about a boy or a song about yourself or a song about a million different things. Right. You don't get to control how other people feel about your art. Right. So I think that is really, really interesting. And, and like, they, they barely scraped the surface on that. Uh, and I, w- I would have been interested had they gone a little deeper and then, like, explained Tucker Crow's getting back into music and sort of, like, him reversing his thought process that kept him in hiding for so long. This sucks. You're making me want to watch this movie again so badly. And maybe I just, like, won't sleep or something. But I'm like behind on a lot of things that uh, I'm trying to do right now, and I'm just gonna push myself like two hours more behind on those things because if I don't see this movie again right now, and then uh, <laughs> about time after, I'm gonna lose my mind. It's it is a very it it's as high on the. Um, Cute movies like that don't have a super high ceiling as far as, like, they're not going to be nominated for Academy Awards no. and shit like that. They probably max out at, like, an 8.3, which is fine, but that is an 8.3. That is every drop. And on the likability scale, it's like, like, Chef is probably, like, a 7.9 of a movie, but as far as likability, it is 30 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it has so much more rewatchability and... I, like that's why I do a that's why I like to do a favorites list at the end of the year as opposed to like a best Good list call. because there there are those movies that you you recognize it's sort of like the discussion of you know you can't control what your art means to somebody else like yeah. there are those movies that you recognize aren't going to be like prestige movies but they make you feel a way that other movies don't or can't and they're always going to mean a little bit more to you than like the prestige movies did I? I can't remember. Did I? Did I put that in my uh, honorable mention? I don't think I did. No, I don't think so. No, oh, I don't man. think it made an appearance. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it would have been at like the tail end of whatever my honorable mentions were. Same, but, but this movie has a lot of staying power. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna. You, you know what? Let's buy a DVD two pack of it of two copies of it, and we'll split it. Also, you want a sale of the year, steal of the year, Blu-ray Paddington two. Blu-ray, like DVD and digital copy or whatever, ten dollars at Best Buy. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely a good deal. I feel like Blu-rays are like fourteen dollars, so it's not oh, the steal okay. of the year. <laughs> oh, I saw the Bohemian Rhapsody was like twenty-five. Well, that's because it's you're coming off of like all the Oscar hype. I'm yeah. sure that they like inflate that price. But yeah, I mean, I I considered buying um, I considered buying Mamma Mia on Blu-ray yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, and. It was. It's wild because it's like Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy, and it's all. It's like fifteen bucks. I walked around Best Buy the other day. I had to buy a. Uh, I had to buy a wired mouse because I needed to get uh, a 
file off. This was like some 24 stuff. I had to get a file <laughs> off of an old computer, and the old computer is so bad that like when you start it off up, it's like, mm. please don't. <laughs> like you know when, when when you start up a MacBook, it's like, mm. yeah. This one's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> uh. not again. <laughs> oh, and then it just turns back off. So like it really, t- you you really gotta pull the cord a few times with this one. Uh, and then once it gets going, none of the buttons really work. So I bought a mouse. I'm going to try to, if I can get open, try to drag, the, get to the file, drag it onto like a drive or something. It's going to be a real race against time because that thing is always waiting to turn back off. But I just, I was like, while I'm here, I'm just going to walk around. What, like if I had a shopping spree at Best Buy right now, what would I buy? And I walked around and I was like, there, I don't want anything at Best Buy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's, that's so weird. That is so, that's so depressing and like such a sign of the times that like you, you go on a, like a 20 minute shopping spree at Best Buy, you're going to end up with like four movies and that's it. Four DVDs. I would just buy like the most expensive speakers, I guess, but I'd be like, I already have good speakers. I don't need any of these things. You just get them to these resell them take on up, eBay. Yeah, I'd be like, these are just going to take up space. Help you get out of the red. Yeah, is not. That's sad, man. Yeah, man. Uh, last thing I want to do um, is that it for the Patreon review. That's it for the Patreon. Okay, so you can start listening again. If yeah, you, you guys can listen again. Uh, we, what would you think of uh, just every now and then we did approval ratings for people? I'm down with that. Like for because they do it for the president or whatever. Uh, just uh, yeah, I just wrote down a few quick ones. Uh, what's your uh, what's our approval rating for Cardi B? Cardi B, uh, we what do we do? what's the format here? Are we doing stars? Are we doing nothing? Um, it's oh percentage, uh, yeah. Perce- yeah, yeah, percentage. So like a uh, hundred is the highest. Yeah, Cardi B, man, she's got to be pretty high. Uh, Car- like, Cardi B is probably like a ninety six. Like I would say I would say like a an eighty nine. That's really high. For, yeah, for and then this is for like what you think that for the entire world. Yes. Yeah. 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 Eighty nine. Yeah. I I would I would say higher. I would say Cardi B is one of those people that. Uh, as you're flipping through the on-demand thing and it says the Rotten Tomatoes scores, we're like, wow, that's a 99. You know what? I guess I understand why that would be a 99. Cardi B is like a 90. I think Cardi B's um, approval rating takes a bit of a hit because of the conservatives. Oh, did conservatives not like her? Yeah, she's a very, uh, not anti-Trump, but like she's very oh, I know, vocal I know. In, in her political uh, views. So I feel like a lot of conservatives would be like, shut up, Cardi B. Oh, interesting. But then, I wonder if she, but then I think also some conservatives probably like her music. So Right. I was gonna say she might be one of those uh people that's such a big star that they're like, Well what, what am, am I gonna what, do? What, what, without what, Cardi B? What am I not gonna watch Robert De Niro movies? You know? Uh yeah. And I, I don't know Cardi B's music as well as everybody, but I do not know someone who doesn't like Cardi B. I don't know someone who's like, oh, I'm so sick of Cardi B. It's because Cardi B's real, man, and Everyone, she's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, at what was it? Must have been at the Grammys. She looked great. Whatever yeah. that dress was, looked amazing. Her speech uh, when she got up there and she was just so genuinely speechless. Not often a thing for Cardi B. That was a great moment. Love Cardi B. Who else we got? Uh, Damien Chazelle. Man, I haven't thought about Damien Chazelle in a while. What was his last movie? Uh, First, First Man. Man. Yeah, I think so. That had to take, take yeah. a little bit of a hit. His his approval rating. Yeah. For I, I don't know. For, a lot of people liked First Man. I, they, I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say his approval rating is like 
52%. Ooh, I was going to say 71, but I could meet you in the middle there and say that it's in the 60s, which is yeah. crazy. People were really excited about him. He's a victim, Hot though. Hot come to an end, man. He's a victim of the post-La La Land shaming, though. That's true. Where yeah. it just like suddenly became like if if you liked La La Land, you're a square or something. I don't know how that happened, and I, I definitely think that La La Land became somewhat of a punchline. Yeah. After it, after it quote unquote won and then didn't win, like yeah. that helped it become a punchline. But I mean, I feel like it's if, similar if to the we Casey Musgraves ba- album, where it won album of the year and everyone was like, "Oh, Matt, like, La La Land well, fucking rules." You like you like Casey Musgraves, like. What's wrong with Casey Musgrave? <laughs> yeah. She's awesome, dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it happened, but uh, Damien Chazelle is definitely not on his hot streak anymore. Yeah, that, uh, and man, I just, whenever I think Damien Chazelle now, I think of him on that stage and how everyone thought it was funny except for him. <laughs> yeah, he was like, this is, uh, maybe he's a weenie, but he, I mean, the art he makes right. is, is great. Uh, yeah, I, La Land was on TV uh, like a, a month ago or something. And God, so so good! What a movie! Love it. We should have we should have um, we should start doing this more regularly. Uh, just random approval ratings. Yeah, and uh, it could be a good way to to interact with the fans. Yeah, and see what uh, what the Bruntouchables think. You want to do one more? It's a little. Uh, it's a little. We haven't had like a controversial. We haven't had a controversial one. Okay, uh, we'll both. Oh, I'll, I'll do this one. Gritty. Oh man, I feel like Gritty's approval rating is pretty high, but Gritty's pretty tired right now. If you ask me, I uh, love leaning into a joke past its point of being funny to the point where it gets funny again. I still want Gritty doing as much dumb nonsense as possible. I love that they're like, still today. People are like, "Guess what Gritty did yesterday? He fell down." And I'm like, <laughs> Gritty, yeah. I I feel like Charlotte Wilder killed Gritty for me. No, she immediately killed Gritty by try, uh, trying to make it her thing. But yes. everybody did that. Yeah, no, I I don't think anybody everybody tried to, tried make to it be their like Gritty's like I like Gritty and this is my thing. Uh, I I understand why your mind goes to Charlotte first because uh, we both follow her on Twitter and we're friends with her, so we probably saw it more from her than from everybody else. But a lot of people were doing the like. Hey, guess what the thing I like is? Gritty. <laughs> yeah, man, we all like gritty. But if there is a president of that club, well, it's she's definitely I mean, Charlotte. She is the president of the gritty club. Maybe she likes gritty more than I don't know. I like gritty a lot. I'm not trying to to say that like I'm the gritty guy. I'm saying that I think that everybody is everybody super is okay with on gritty. Everybody's cool with gritty. Yeah, I don't think that gritty has. Uh, but no one gets the gritty has canceled to, himself. <laughs> oh, we're gonna Imag- find- imagine uh, imagine gritty getting canceled. Well, yeah, we could dig up something on it, gritty. It came pretty close. Uh, he he uh, he waded into dangerous waters when he did stuff with barstool immediately after coming out. People were like, oh, oh really? gritty's canceled. But gritty's complicit. Gritty, but gritty had a redemption arc. <laughs> well, then he is problematic, <laughs> right? So uh, no, I, if if I had to give an approval rating for gritty, I think it's probably like. 96 yeah wow i see i was gonna say 91 which i think is uh high considering that if it's if we're agreeing it's in the 90s then it shows it's like basically unanimous that he his silliness and his appeal transcends 
every attitude, every outlook on life, like even cynical people look at gritty and they're like, that rules. They they do the thing that they do the thing of like, <laughs> it's just so stupid. I'm like, you're laughing. You're laughing. Right. You think it's funny. You like gritty. And I feel like any any uh, negative or sort of like exhaustion from gritty yeah. doesn't come from gritty himself. It comes from people around. It comes from gritty. the talk around gritty. Yeah, yeah. it comes from uh, yeah, like the the people who whose who, thing is gritty. Right. When gritty is gritty is for the world. He may be wearing a Flyers jersey, but he should be wearing a Team USA jersey because he's for the world. It's very brave. That's it's very problematic of you to assume that USA is the world. Uh, USA was for the world when they recorded uh, USA for Africa's We Are the World. Look it up sometime. <laughs>